No, 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 Rejects, no, effing yes, rejects, no, yeah, effing no, reject. Are you no, an effing reject? I am. No, no, Welcome to my no, show, it's Constance no, Patton, no, your girl, no, once again, 2019, April 22. You get it, right? Yeah, I'm in New York City, in Red Hook, just in my apartment right now. It's Monday. I'm doing a little bit different today. So normally, what I do is I... Oh, shop top, if you fucking care. I usually do the episodes, I record them. I got a bunch recorded already, so uh, all my family who have not gotten their episodes out yet, they're gonna come out, don't worry. This is a long time thing I'm doing, long term, long term. They're gonna come out, so. But for this week, I got a chance to sit with one of my favorite people in the world, Baron Claiborne. Yay, clap, 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 clap. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, I sat with Baron earlier today. I got him to sit with me. He's so effing busy. And even though I have his connect, I have his like bat line, he's r- super busy. I've been trying to get him to sit down and do this with me since I've started, since before I started, since like a year ago. Like, let's do this thing, dude. So, yeah, he's my partner in crime. We do a bunch of stuff together. We work on projects together, things like that, bounce ideas back and forth. And we eat oysters frequently together. But that's new because he just started liking oysters. He said they taste like snot, but he was a fool. Anyway, yeah, we got to sit down today in my um, studio in Manhattan, in my art studio. It was dope. It was really fun, actually. So the reason I wanted to get him on here today is because he has a big exhibition that he's taking part in in Los Angeles, California, fucking Hollywood, this week to celebrate the book Contact High. And it's written by Vicki Toback. Hey, Vicki, Detroit, what up, though? She's from Detroit, like Detroit, Detroit, y'all. And she, uh, she's the author of this book. It was literally like on the New York Times best-selling photo book of 2018, Associated Press, Wall Street Journal, Rolling Stone, Pitchfork. It's been on fucking MP- effing NPR because they love censoring. I hope to be on NPR one day, too. Uh, yeah, it's like Amazon's best art and photography book of 2018. It's, it is major, major. And Baron, he released the contact sheets to the famous, iconic photograph, the Notorious B.I.G. as the King of New York, or the crown photo, for the people that don't know, or it's the Coney, K-O-N-Y. Yeah, it's dope. Like, I'm super excited for this. So he released the contact sheets, and today I found out that he he just released them for her. Like, I was, I thought that he maybe had released some of them somehow, but uh, no, he didn't. He released them for her, because he just, like, likes her. Yeah, so that, that's really cool. And uh, I helped out with some of that, just, like, literally not that much, just sending files. 
stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was really cool to sit down with Baron today. If you know him, but you probably don't if you're listening to this. He's a very uh, funny individual. Definitely like one of the closest people to me in my life. And which makes it really hard to interview. Have you ever tried to interview one of your friends? And like y'all been bullshitting so many times, like you know each other's stories already. So I'm like asking him shit and he's looking at me like, why are you asking me this? I'm like, well, cause it's a, uh, I'm interviewing people from my show and you said you would let me interview you. But and he did, it was cool. So yeah, it was, this is like one of the more difficult things I've had to do just because I'm like, tell me that one time when, uh, even though I've heard all the stories, which actually I didn't hear all the stories. Like I didn't know that he just released these contact sheets like uh, for this book, which is super phenomenal. It's really great. And you can see his work like up on Lamp Post out in LA right now. Big died 22 years ago and Barron took the shot of the, um, with the crown photo, the King of New York photo, two, three days before he passed actually. So he left, he like left, uh, I'm sorry, Biggie left Baron's studio on Greenwich Street and, you know, went to LA and Puffy was there and was like, don't go. And, you know, that was like in the height of the East Coast, West Coast drama, which, you know, unfortunately, Tupac got killed and Biggie got killed. It was just some bullshit. I was a kid when it happened. But even as a kid, like it was, we were heartbroken. We were heartbroken. I remember we were on a school bus and it was just like the wildest, the wildest thing ever with, with Tupac too. So it was, uh, this photograph has cemented Biggie Smalls as being the king, and it's actually featuring him as a king. It's, and it's a really beautiful photo. And if you look at Barron's work, like, it's, it fits into the canon of his work. Uh, he didn't do the job saying, like, oh, we want to, we hey, we should do this, da 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 Nobody else, even though other people say that they had something to do with it, it wasn't their idea. It, if you look at Barron's work, it completely fits into his work. So I got the honor to sit down with him. I have the honor to like be really close with him and do stuff with him and all that. And he's a real New York character from Boston. And it was a fucking pleasure to sit down with him and actually, you know, <laughs> kind of like just kick it. So this is very much a kick it conversation. If you, this is how we talk to each other. It was very fun to do. So thanks for listening. But yeah, but I want to say more about contact book. I'm sorry, contact high book. So at the Annenberg Center, it opens on April 26th. That's one day after my birthday. I'm going to be 101 years old on Thursday. And it goes up until August. And then it's going to be traveling around, and I'll keep you updated as to when that's going to happen. Or you could just, like, Google it. You don't got to listen to me. So there were a lot of really wonderful people involved in the Contact High a Visual History of Hip Hop. It's an inside look at the work of hip hop photographers as told through their most intimate diaries, their unedited contact sheets. So Vicky got together like the most rad team ever. Fat Five Freddy is the creative director. Um, some people besides Baron, you will see Jeanette Beckman's work, Jamel Shabazz, Gordon Parks. Like it's, it's really amazing. Uh, Dana Scruggs. Ernie Pinnacoli. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a really, really beautiful book. And please go check it out. Like, you can go buy it at Amazon the whole night. Everywhere is everywhere. It's, like, everywhere. And if you're in L.A., come through. The press opening is on the 25th. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. But, I mean, fuck it. Come through if you want to. And this also coincides with them having the first Photoville out in L.A. So Photoville has been happening in Dumbo for years. And that is, uh, it's going to be happening in L.A. And this is the inaugural year. So, yeah, pull up. Pull up, fam. Pull up. Pull up. All right, I'm gonna get into this thing. But first, yeah, how was your week? How'd you do? What'd you do? Did you do anything cool? Did you like get that job? Did you finish that book, Constance? 
Did you apply for some stuff? Did you update your website? Yeah, I did some of that too. I applied for stuff. I got back um, a, a call back this week. Maybe it's going to go through. I don't even want to talk about it yet because I'm going to jinx it. So I got some good shit coming up. And thanks for tuning in and supporting me. I've been having, yeah, thank you, everybody, that's given me such kind words and support. I was walking down the street, and I saw this woman who said that she likes my podcast. And I was like, yo, you listen to it? So cool. You know, so this is something that is is my little baby. And... um Really excited to do it. I had a blast with the last episode. I put up a little bonus with Santana, my friend Chef Tana, San, my friend Chef Santana Benitez, and it was it was dope. It was uh, around the world and back, and I'm really happy doing this stuff. So, uh, reach out to me, ConstancePatton.com, ConstancePatton at Gmail. Send me your cool ass rejection stories, and yeah, did you get any big wins? I want to hear about all this stuff. Like, I want to hear all the stories. I know I ain't the only one out here just facing rejection. So if you're out there trying, I'm with you. Let's do it together. So without me rambling anymore, oh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. I'm going to just start the show. Was on a Simpsons. Yeah. That's a dope ass moment. Because it's comedy. That was Did you really start? Are yeah. You recording? Yeah. Well, when you were you gonna tell me? I told you already. We can start now. When did you tell me? I told you that I start recording no, when you walk in. Why are you five minutes ago? I was like, are you recording? You said not yet. I'm recording. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I think you're fucking slick. <laughs> no, I'm not. I said I, I was recording. You were talking about all your shit, and you what said I'm gonna take do you that out. Ask me? <laughs> I don't have time for your bullshit. <laughs> you want to start now? I have to condition my hair. Hurry up. <laughs> your hair is so lush, though. You don't need to condition it. <laughs> How do you think it's lush? Because I fucking condition. <laughs> what is your hair care routine? It's egg cow, yolks, cow doo doo, egg yolks, and avocado. <laughs> avocado, cow doo doo. Egg yolks and avocado. No clay. Grass-fed cow doo-doo, though. Grass-fed cow Not grain cow doo-doo. That sounds really fucking nasty. Well, then, Look you know. at my hair, though. Your hair is beautiful. Right. It's Hawaiian silky. That's right. As we used to say in Detroit when I was a kid. You got that Hawaiian silky. You must got Indian in your family. Look who's talking. <laughs> fucking, you look like a fucking Hawaiian. <laughs> Whatever. I'm white. <clears throat> Me too. Thanks for coming to the studio and hanging out with me and talking. This it's an honor to have studio. you. This, this is, is a studio. This is your mother's basement. <laughs> Thanks for coming to mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's basement is much nicer than this. That's true. You that's fucking nice. know that. It's true. That's true. Wow. It's a step down for you from your mom's basement. Maybe you should call your mom. <laughs> Yo, my mom's basement is a legit apartment with like pool tables and the whole nine. And every liquor. Every liquor. Every mixer. 
every salt to oh, rim yeah, any crazy. type of glass. Every glass. Fucking family full of alcohol. Coca-Cola with regular sugar in it. The whole nine. And a so bunch anyway. of AA medals in a bowl. <laughs> a bunch of AA medals right on the right there. Well, they don't get medals. They get the little um, coins, right? You would know. Is, is a coin not made of metal? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. Well, you don't know if coins are made of well, metal? Well, I don't know how the AA thing works. You I haven't should. gone there. You should probably try to find I out might. yourself. You I know fucking what I might. Mean. You never know. I might go up in there and be anonymous. Um, anyway, thanks for coming. So You made me come. Stop <clears> acting <throat> like you. I came on my I didn't own. make you do shit. You don't do nothing for nobody. Oh, I don't do anything If you don't want you? to. Oh, yeah, whatever. No, you hooked me up. Okay, what do you want? Are you have questions? Or yeah. Or going to bother me? No, I just want to talk to you. Don't I you comb questions? your hair for your interviews? No. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I did comb it. Did you just roll out of the bed? No, it's interview? an afro. It's a look. That's not an afro. Yes, buddy. it is. No, it's not. It's a curly fro. afro? Come on. It's a curly fro. You niggas take the... Stretch the definition of afro. <laughs> it's an afro. It's my afro. Anyway, so no. thanks for coming because I know you got the show coming up for the no, because I'm busy. Center. I have shit yeah, to you're do. super busy. Yeah, I'm super busy. I know. I gotta fucking do my hair. <laughs> I know you gotta do your hair. <laughs> okay, do you have questions? Yeah, I'm gonna talk to you about questions. Um, you're gonna talk to me about questions. I'm gonna talk to you about questions. So, tell me about where you come from. You want to start there? I come from Mogdor. Where's that? Near the Eye of Sauron. Where's that? Is and that near Detroit? No. It's, it's the far from Detroit. How far? I don't know. So what was it like growing up there? The hobbits were assholes. <sighs> Whatever, but nigga. everybody thinks they were fucking nice. So and you dwarves robbed me. <laughs> I thought you grew up in Boston. <laughs> That's Middle Earth. I grew up in Boston. What was it like? It used to be called Charlestown. It did? They don't tell you that. It was called Charlestown? Yes. Why? After Charles II. Really? Was. That's why the Charles River still runs through it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't tell you because they tell you they were taking slaves to Charleston, South Carolina. They were taking, taking the Indians to Charleston, Boston, and sending them to the South into islands and shit. Oh. Uh, that sounds... That's not what they told us. I grew up in Boston. So what yeah. was it like growing up in Boston? It was fine. I mean, I grew up there. I was there during busing and all that. It was fine. I like growing up in Boston. I don't mind that I grew up there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, gotta, you might as well be proud of where you're from. What yeah, what part of Boston? I was born in Roxbury. Yeah. It's called The Berry. The Berry? Some people call it that, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, the equivalent of Harlem. Oh, it's like the Harlem of Boston. Well, it's just a bunch of darkies there. (laughs) They used to be. Now it's gentrified. (laughs) Like every place else. Exactly. It is. Oh, okay. That's cool. And then what? So you were born in Boston, but you got roots down south. Yes, my family is from the Carolinas. Which one? North. The north one? North Carolina. Which city? The Tar Heel State. They are originally from Lumberton, where the Lumbee live. Okay. Because they are Lumbee. You Lumbee? Oh, yeah. My grandfather was a Lumbee. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. What's cool about it? That you know your history? A lot of people don't know their fucking history. They don't know their grandparents? Well, <laughs> oh, I on. mean, 
Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people know their grandparents, but they don't know very far back. You can go check that. in city records. And you stuff. can go check in city records, which we've done, which is luckily for us. So you found out you're a black Hawaiian? No, I'm not black Hawaiian. Oh. Iroquois, thank you. Iroquois. I haven't been to Hawaii oh, yet, Iroquois. though. They were like savages, huh? What you were savage. Do? You enslaved other tribes and <laughs> shit like that? I didn't do and shit. That's helped. my bloodline. And then you helped, I come from a and line. you helped the British? I come from a line of healers and shit. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Them was my cousins, possibly. Healing the British wounds. Like, he was on their side. <laughs> so the Iroquois were on the British side? Yes, the Iroquois were the most warlike. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll have to look into that. Sounds rough. There's a painting called the... What was it called? The Unheard Cruelties of the Iroquois. Yeah, that's rough. Well, I mean, it makes sense, you know. They were rough. They wore they wore snowshoes naked. They were naked in the snow, and Hardcore. paintings with snowshoes on. They invented hockey. They just don't want you to know that. So you're a historian, and no, I'm a photographer. You're a photographer, but you're a I'm fucking a visual historian. magician. Okay, but we're talking about like history now. Like that's what it's all history. Okay. So does that history reflect in your work? Of course, yeah, definitely. How long have you been taking photos? Since I was 10. How old are you now? Just kidding. I'm old enough to eat cornbread and not choke. Johnny Cakes? We don't call them that. We're not that country. Cornbread and don't choke. Okay. So um, your mom gave you your first camera? Yes, she did. And then she forced me to go out and take pictures for money, and she would keep the money. Really? No. Oh. I was like, I never heard that story wow. before. I like, for a while. It's very traumatic. That would be fucking terrible. She'd be like, go in that club and take those Polaroids and give me the money. But you're an artist. You make like you make your stuff. You make all your sets. I've made my whole life. You've made your whole life. I'm the ultimate artist. Right. I've crafted a life where I, who was born a white man, has transformed myself into an African-American. Oh, you're African-American? Not really, because I never didn't know I was from Africa. But you just said it. That's what the white people told me. Oh. So um, that reflects in your work, though? Of course, history, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's the best. All of it's history, anyway. Mm-hmm. Everything's history. Have you always um, built your own sets and all that stuff? Yes, I'm a jack-of-all-trades. I think it's called a... A renaissance man. <laughs> renaissance man. <laughs> yeah, I do it. I like to do the whole thing so that it's all my stuff. Yeah. I wish I could get mannequins. Then I what? wouldn't have to deal with people and it would all be mannequins do what you want. They talk they don't talk. They, <laughs> you put them in the right position, you slap some clothes on them. Hey, Helmut Newton did that. He used mannequins? He got mad at models, so he shot mannequins for like two years. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, you never seen the picture? They're cool. Have mannequins over the balcony. <laughs> Stuff. I didn't know that that was why. I mean, I've seen a couple of those yeah. photos. Yeah. Oh, I that's pretty crazy. tired of them a little bit. Uh-huh. So you're going to start using mannequins? I was tired of women like a long time ago. Why? Well, yeah, I know how much you so I just deal with us it. women. Women are just annoying. Mm-hmm. We feel the same Especially way. Especially nappy-head <laughs> Hawaiian ones. Yeah, I've heard that before. So why did you start taking photos? Because I knew it was my only way out of the ghetto. I used, I don't know. I liked it. I, I have no idea. I don't know why. I like it. I like taking photos of people. Did you know. like taking them before your mom gave you a camera? 
No, because I didn't have a camera. So you never yeah, thought about to, it? I used to walk around taking fake photos. No, I don't know. Maybe you nine. just were interested in it. And she was like, oh, I'll get him no, a camera. No, she gave me the camera. And then I started reading books about it and stuff like that. And then I would just mm -hmm. take pictures. I didn't, wasn't going crazy, but I just always took pictures, you know. Mm -hmm. But they had nothing like the pictures I take now. Well, some of them were as I got older. Sometimes I look at the old ones and they're super good. Yeah, you have really good ones. I don't yeah, know. I know. It's weird. Yeah. What were your influences when you were little? Um, sex, drugs, mm -hmm. and all, I don't know, everything. The normal stuff? All the stuff. Like, everything. I like, all the stuff. Like, stuff in museums, stuff on the street. I get ideas from books, from writing. A lot of stuff I get from writing. And, like, historical stuff. I just use my imagination. Mm-hmm. When did you start building your own sets and stuff? Always. I was poor. Who else was going to build them? I don't know. Wait, I don't really oh, know much about photography. My mother's basement isn't like a bar or a club. <laughs> It ain't the club. We didn't down have here. a basement. <laughs> you didn't? Yeah, we had a basement. Oh. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> I mean. I mean, yeah, it was the dungeon and then the lower basement underneath. Oh, so you took photos in a dungeon? Mm-hmm. I lived in a castle. Oh. In Boston. Okay. Oh yeah, totally. That's cool. So, um, you came to New York when? I came to New York in like nineteen eighty. At the end of uh, 1988, I think, or 89, 88, I think it was. Mm -hmm. I was five. So? What I was in school there. You want a medal? You know no. how many other people were five? Yeah, a lot a of lot us. A lot of them. A lot of us. Why'd you come here? Because I wanted to do photography. Where else was I going to go? I don't know. I always knew I was going to come to New York. Even mm -hmm. when I was a kid, we used to drive to North Carolina, and we'd always like come through New York, and I used to be like, oh, this shit looks crazy. I always liked I'd always wake up. No matter what time it was. On road trips? Yeah. No, when my mom was flying our jet from Boston down to North Carolina to visit my grandmother. <laughs> well, yeah, on a road trip. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we didn't fly that much. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I wasn't there. Well, how could I see New York if I was flying? I don't know. You said you just wake up. So you I would you wake up in the car trips. driving. Okay, and every time you came through New York, I would always you would wake, wake up. up. How old were you? Different ages. We used to go to my grandma's all the time. So you grew up driving through New York and see, waking up and seeing it. We drove lots of places, not just through New York. Oh, okay. I don't like your attitude. I don't like your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> it's <just> rough. <laughs> I don't really, this interview, the way you're conducting it is really outrageous. I feel, I feel a little self-conscious about it. I about guess because I know you so well. I don't know you. You don't know me. Nobody knows the real me, baby. Who are you? Tell me. I can't even explain. Tell me who you are. Who is the real Baron? There is no real Baron. Uh -huh. They're all real. All y'all? All of me, yes. Okay. Yeah. So you came to New York, and but you were, you were teaching. Weren't you teaching? No, I came to New York. I did that when I, after I moved to New York. You were teaching where? I taught at a summer camp. What is it called? Apple Farm. It was Apple Farm? <laughs> Apple Farm, but it's spelled A-P-P-E-L. That was the guy's name who, who owned the farm. Apple Farm, yeah, okay. Albert, you taught photography. Albert Apple. Yeah. yeah, I taught photography to kids. Yeah. And then I went, I just, and I stole all their ideas and stuff and came back. You did? Uh, no, God. <laughs> no, I love those photos that you take. Well, I, I didn't, I think that one of them that you took is like the kid, uh, well, he ain't a kid, he's older than me, Joaquin, Joaquin. And he has like the 
the crown with the. Oh no, that's Kelkeen. Kelkeen. Yeah. 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 So you were doing stuff with crowns always, huh? Well, they have a, they have leaf crowns. On right. There. Yeah, I always like those symbolism. Those are fucking cool. Yes, the children, the beautiful ones. Yeah, they look so. They were kind of a pain in the ass too, but they were cool. Yeah, is that the only time you taught? No, I used to teach people different things all the time. I still teach people every day. Like what? Whatever they ask. What do you? You are so. I thought you knew me. Why are you asking me these stupid <laughs> questions? I was not stupid questions. I'm no, you asking. always teach people. People teach you. It's all. Fucking... Well, I'm, I mean, I guess like. I well, didn't... not like formally. I used yeah. to go to high schools and talk to kids and stuff like that. You know, like I went to your students and talked to them. I used to do that. Oh, that was fun. Because... Yeah, you mean when I told them not to go <laughs> yeah, to college you tell and them? you're on your own and all these people are fucking full of shit. <laughs> the teachers were so bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was kind of fucked up because. Because like, it was true, what well, I was saying? No, what, what you were saying was true, because you were basically saying that you can't rely on college. Like, you got to make your own way, and that you don't have to go to college if you work very hard right. well, and if do you your have, shit. Yeah, yeah. Everything is Ooh, in those teachers are mad. College. No, I know. I saw Ooh, they them, were mad. I saw them looking at me. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it's true, and nobody's saying that. Like, there's certainly, you can, yeah, you should become an expert at some shit. Well, there are some things I guess you have to go to college for. But, yeah. you know, they just make it so that you have to pay to do anything. They're just making you pay. It's just to pay. You have to have a license to do fucking hair. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, you do. Yeah, our friend right now, Slim, she's like, um, she has to get a license to be a barber, but she's yeah. been a barber for years. But in order they, to in work in New York cities, City, she has to have a license. They make you have... To get a license to do braids, something that these some of these women have been doing for Since like years and years, and now they have to get a license to braid your hair. Yeah, that's fucked up. You gotta pay to do everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's slavery. Yeah. So you're self-taught. You went to college. I went to Mass College of Art for a little while. Mm-hmm. Took classes at different places, but mm-hmm. I never took photo classes. But what was it like in in um, Boston, like? Cause all the there's so many schools there. Yeah, there's lots of schools. It's the it's the cap. It has more schools than any other place on earth. There's a school every one point two miles. There's a college or something like that. Oh. Yeah, I mean all the co- I mean, I mean Harvard is in Cambridge, but it's next to Boston. You have, you have Northeastern, Boston University, Boston College. You have Whitworth, MIT. All of those schools are in Boston. Mm-hmm. It's like you know the hub of the universe. <laughs> yeah. So you, did you you like took class, you took classes at those all the schools? No, I would go in. Sometimes even with my friends went to Harvard. Sometimes I would go and sit in their class because back then you could no one cared. You could just go sit. Mm-hmm. Before you know, before they they had to ID you for everything and bug you before you lived in a fucking police state. You could go into the gyms and play basketball and stuff. When you're a kid, because when you're a kid, nobody really bugs you too much. How old were you when you were doing that? Like f- 14, 15, oh, that's 16. Crazy. That's pretty cool. When I was living in Ann Arbor with Kiana and them, like a couple of professors wouldn't care if I showed up. I mean, even the like my friend Thomas Harris, he went to Harvard. I met him when I was a teenager. You know, now he's an artist. And my Mm -hmm. other friend Christina, she's an artist. I met they all were going to Harvard when I met them. I was like fifteen or something. Mm -hmm. And I used to hang out with them sometimes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they were funny. That's and Rondo. I wonder where Rondo is. I don't know where he is. Where's Rondo? I don't know. He's a good dude. He was from Brownsville. He was doing. He was a pharmacist. He became, He was going to Harvard for medical stuff, but he was doing like some pharmaceutical stuff, and it was so funny because he was from Brownsville and he used to get harassed in Harvard Yard all the time. 
to the point where he punched the security really? guy. Yeah. Why? Because he was just like a big, black dude, muscular, you know, from Brownsville. Rondo. He, yeah. He was cool, though. He was really intelligent. But he got so tired of it, he punched one of the security guards because the guy kept asking for his ID every time he saw him. And he was like, dude, I've been here for like two years at this point. Like, why are you harassing me? You know? But other, yeah, it was weird because they, we could, you could walk. We used to walk through Harvey Yard. Nobody said anything. I guess because we were little kids. Yeah, and plus, yeah, you, they probably, I mean, you probably have been going, walking by there and stuff when you yeah, were younger he went, before you started he going. He went there, though. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, you know, Darwin, he had a hard time there, too. Like, big black dude. He said that when he was up there, that there was one day where he couldn't get a cab. And he had to walk home. I never had that problem. The cab thing was when I was going to Boston, cabs, you could call them. Mm-hmm. So I never had But I, Darwin's younger than me. No, I'm saying, it doesn't matter. You could call them when I grew up there. I'm older than him. Yeah. And you, we didn't have, that cab thing was, when I saw that shit, when I came to New York, in Boston, you could call a cab. I, that, that shit used to, dude, I got into so many fights with cab drivers when I moved to New York. They call you like monkeys and tell you to pay first and all kinds of shit. Yeah, they're and it will make every excuse to not go where you were going. It yeah, was ridiculous. And yeah, that shit was weird to me because I they didn't have that in Boston. Boston, there's racism, but it's different. You know, it's racist. It's just different everywhere. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> it is different everywhere. Also, Boston doesn't have a lot of black people. New York has a lot of black people. Boston, mm-hmm. only 5%. But they more stick together because they're, you know, there's of, only five percent. Yeah, Boston. You went there with me, nigga. Damn, yeah, but there. I mean, I, I ain't even know fucking black people. Okay, look at <laughs> right. Yeah, you saw them when you went to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, they were in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Yeah, and you saw them when I took it to my old neighborhood. Yeah. Well, one of them. Well, um, wasn't nobody outside though. Yeah, but where? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like I don't remember seeing anyone outside. Yeah, we were in Boston all by ourselves. There well, was no, no, not on your block, though. Like, Oh, yeah, when we went on my old street, yeah, you did, there was no one. I know. No. It was, and it used to be so crowded. It used to be such a live street when I was there. Oh, it was, like, quiet. Because now it's, like, college, it's mostly college kids from Northeastern. Because, you know, they renovated the back bay, you know? Uh-huh. So it's not like it was when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. gentrified. Boston gentrified first. Really? Yeah, they burned motherfuckers out of their Damn. houses. Damn. Because, you know, the tenant laws are there on the tenant side. They burned whole buildings two, three times to get people out. Damn. There was That's like fires so every day in Boston. There were fires every day. I remember even the house, the big building across from us burnt like three times. It took them three times to burn it to get everybody out. It was so big. Damn. Yeah. It got so bad. They used to predict which buildings would burn because they knew the landlords wanted the insurance. Wow. And they were accurate, like it was. I think it was like they were accurate, like ninety percent of the time, and they still got away with it. That's scary. Oh, shit, motherfuckers in Brooklyn would do that if they could get away with it. Well, they burned the Bronx, but the rest of New York, they didn't do it that way, because you know, you burn one thing, you burn, you know, it's different. Right. Yeah, Boston thing. Yeah, like they, I remember they had a the Charlestown fire, and the fucking the fire was so hot that try the fire trucks melted into the ground. Yeah. Shit burned for like days. I remember that you could see the smoke all the way from where I was in in the back bay, all the way from Charlestown, which is so pretty scary. far. You That's know. Really scary. Yeah, I remember yeah. that shit. And now that place is renovated. <laughs> Cause that's where the back bay used to have the textile. No, every the back bay is renovated. Charlestown's further out. Okay. You know when I remember I took you, we went to Faneuil Hall. 
Yeah. And I took you to Little Lobster Roll Town. Yeah, and I took you to um the uh East Bo- East Boston where the Italians used to be the Italian mm-hmm. neighborhood. Yeah. Charlestown's like right beyond like <laughs> I can remember beyond. everything by what I ate. <laughs> yeah, when we went there, we went to that bar and they had happy hour and I had right, a little yeah. baby spaghetti. <laughs> oh yeah, they had the little plates, yeah. Yeah. And you said that when you were growing up there, you couldn't walk around there. No, you couldn't walk through there. Unless you were Unless going. Unless you knew somebody yeah. or you were going to do something. Yeah. Yeah, back then, things were much more neighborhoody. You know, then they had, gentrification's kind of killed the whole neighborhoody thing in mm-hmm. major cities for the most part. Like, people aren't, like, neighborhoody anymore. Yeah. Not in the same way you, if you went through to that part, you get beat up and then, you know, like, shit like that. It's well, like, yeah, I mean. No, I'm sure, but I'm saying like in the cities on the East Coast, sure. they're not like that anymore. There's not this. That's. I didn't. I didn't grow up in a place where like we would get beat up for going. Well, also I grew up in Detroit. Was all black, so right. Yeah. When nobody but black people. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was like our white friends wouldn't come to Detroit. Now they're like, "How oh, we been here?" You know, I'm like. Yeah, but sometimes it's just a time. neighborhood thing. It's not even yeah. like color thing. It's just yeah. neighborhoods. But yeah, in Boston, the color thing because it was doing busing, so it, everything was race. Yeah. Then that shit was crazy. Was it like that in New York when you came here? It was still neighborhood. Yeah, like yeah. I remember, you know, used to they used to tell me, "Oh, Baird, you know, you can't go to Bensonhurst, so you can't go mm-hmm. to even like Carroll Gardens." They used to, t- you know, when I moved to New York, certain places. Yeah, and yeah, you would go out, you the fucking motherfuckers be hostile as shit. Like, you know, like even out in Long Island, like when you go out in Long Island, motherfuckers are fishing. They're fucking hostile. You're like, God damn, y'all are fishing and having a good time. You're still fucking hating like this. <laughs> like what? Like what the fuck? You know, I know. Yeah, they're, you know, like people in Boston, they're prejudiced. But it's, I mean, and some of them are really bad. It's true. But then some of them, it's not as bad. But I, I, it's just, to me, it's the same everywhere. Yeah. Well, I guess like at least they let you know what the fuck it is. Well, yeah, they're more upfront. <laughs> you know? But also it's very complicated because, mm-hmm. you know, like, like when I moved to New York, I didn't have any money. So I was working at. I had worked at one sandwich place, Romano's, and then I worked at an, uh, another Arab uh, cafe, you know, restaurant. Remember mm-hmm. I showed it was gone? I went to show it to you, but it was gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the guys I work with at Romano's, the Italian guys, I mean, they would say crazy shit about black people, but at the same time, I had a job. They loved me. They loaned me the money to move to New York. They yeah. loaned me half the money, and then the Arab guy. In Bo- so this is yeah, in Boston. Yeah, before I came to New York. And then he loaned me the other part. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's, it's, sometimes it's complicated. Like, you know, you could you could be, like, you know, we used to play with the different neighborhoods. You play, like, basketball against each neighborhood or hockey or baseball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you'd have to play against guys from South Boston or Dorchester. You know, while you're playing, they're calling you a nigger and all kinds of shit. Mm. But you just, you know, it was annoying because it used to even annoy, like, some of the white guys on their team because, you know, some people don't want... You just want to play football. You don't really give a fuck about that stupid right. shit. But some, some, you know, when people are young, they're just stupid. And also, it's funny because, you know, they were busing all these people, these black kids, to white schools but they were like poor white schools mm-hmm. you know and so when I was young I noticed the difference between classes I knew that shit wasn't just color yeah cause when I went to school I went to school with you know people you know white kids had money they weren't bugging me like that and but calling you a nigger and bugging you and shit like that out there when I went when I went to school in Belmont nobody ever bugged me like was that like, what's Belmont like 
Well, Belmont's a, like a suburb of Boston. Okay. You know, it's a, a pretty well to do. It's actually beautiful. The people there, they were super nice. Like, no one bothered you there about that. One, you know, when I was in school, when I was, they called me Black Baron, but, like, as a title. It wasn't even, like, they were being mean. Mm -hmm. You know, they just called me that sometimes, you know. But, like, like the Baron or whatever, Black Baron or Red Baron or whatever. <laughs> you know. But they didn't mean it in any mean way. Well, the black people where I'm from call me soy sauce. Well, because <laughs> you look Hawaiian. I guess that's why. Yeah. Did you, do you have any wontons as refreshments? Shut the fuck up. I actually do have oh. soy sauce in here, though. Oh, gee. See, and you wonder why they called you that. Blackie Chan. Mm -hmm. I do have soy sauce up in this bitch. So when you were little, <laughs> did you go to the Shaolin Temple? Or? <clears throat> no, I yeah. wish. Yeah, you wish. I wish I could have gone there to the Shaolin Temple. I'll go now. I'll get a chance. I'll go there. Yeah, so were you taking um, photos like, so you were like 10, right? Your your mom gave you a camera, you were 10. Mm -hmm. And then you did your thing, kind of like learning yeah, on I learned, your own. I read books by like, who the books like by? Like uh, Minor White, Ansel Adams, and like David Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And they were all these like instructional books on how to take pictures and stuff. Oh, I, cool. I read all those books. So you gave yourself a stuff. class? Yeah, yeah. Then I started, you know, developing pictures in my bathroom. And I was using a four <laughs> you by did? five. Yeah. Yeah. I made up a dark room in the bathroom. Nice. Yeah. And then and then when I got to school then they I built the dark room. They had an old one in the school, then me and another guy fixed it up and then we'd do the yearbook and shit. Nice. Like that. Oh you did the yearbook in school? Yeah, we do some of the pictures. Yeah. Oh for real? Yeah. I we, didn't know that. Because we'd be in school all year taking pictures so they would use some of them. Oh you know? so you were like the school photographer? Not really, but we did kind it unofficially, of? yeah. 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 So, so it's the uh what's the guy's name that you did it with? Is he still still Oh, photos? I can't even know. I don't even remember. He was uh, just like, what was that student? Oh God! What was his name? Um, who helped me do the dark room? It was like three of us. It was me. God, what were their names? I know that's so crazy. Oh, one guy's name was Matt, and then the other guy's name was—I can't fucking remember. It was like Dean or something like that. And yeah, we all—they had a dark room. We just found it. We just, you know, cleaned it up and. Mm -hmm. Fixed it up and started printing. Could you make a dark room in here? Yeah, you can make a dark room anywhere. You really? could turn this whole room into a camera. Really? Yeah, if you cover the shades and put a small hole, the, what's outside will come in here upside down. You uh, never made that? No. It's called, oh, it's called a. Uh, well, it's, I did it's not the know same as a pinhole camera, but when you do it in a whole room, God, what do you call it? Well, that's how they did all those old paintings. Like Vermeer and all those painters. Mm -hmm. Oh, a camera obscura. That's what it's called. That's what that is. Yeah, so they would make a box, make a scene in the box, and then trace it on the wall. That's, That's why crazy. in all those paintings, everyone is left-handed. Oh! Because they would, you do it in reverse. It comes in reverse and upside down. Camera obscura. Camera obscura, yeah. I'm going to write that down. That's why when you look at a lot of old paintings, everybody's left-handed. Even the animals. Like, there's one painting, I think, by Vermeer, where the, even the monkey's left-handed. He's holding the banana and it's left-handed. Really? Yeah, because it's all opposites. <laughs> That's so fucking cool. Where else can you make a camera out of? You can make a camera out of anything. You can make a camera out of an oatmeal box, a film box. Like a pinhole? Yeah. So that's basically pinhole. a big pinhole? 
if you did the camera, uh, camera obscura. Obscura, yeah it's basically a giant pinhole so but we you took just this don't room, have film you not you don't have any film you know? and we like covered every light source how because how big is this room it's like it doesn't matter the size of the it doesn't matter the size of the room eventually the what's outside will come inside on the wall it doesn't matter how big the room is so that it would take a photo of outside no you could no yeah everything outside will be on the walls inside oh. of here Okay. Okay, so you cover this these windows. Yeah. You put a little hole. Mm -hmm. That's the lens. Okay. Everything outside will be in here on the wall. So how do you make it stay? You don't. You used to do it. Oh, they used to make the painting. They would oh. trace the scene on so the like wall. The so it would project into right here? Right across, yeah. Everything across from you will be so in here on the wall. building uh -huh. will be All on the that wall. outside. And then you can trace it. Yeah, they used to just trace it. Oh, that's fucking weird. Why? Well, it's just weird. It's amazing. Right. Well, I mean, one of the, my favorite photographs that you've taken, besides Biggie Small's photo, but really the most, my favorite one that you, my most favorite one, <laughs> Don't roll your His eyes. Most favorite <laughs> My most favorite one. Can you say most favorite? <laughs> My favorite photograph that you ever took is when we were in Cambodia and you were like, oh, stand right here. And it was packed. It was like the night market. It was so many people there. Right, yeah. Remember that person offered us crack and stuff? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> right. Just like next to You guys now. want some crack? <laughs> uh, no, thanks, sir. <laughs> and then you were like, stand here. And I stood there and then. The way you took the photo looks like nobody's in the on the street. Oh, with just me. But, long, it, but there were hundreds of yeah, people. Yeah, long exposure. It's time, my friend. Yeah, that's my favorite photo. I know how to use. So you're time. basically playing with time yeah, and light. light. Yeah, that's what photography is. Time and light. Yeah. Time Damn. and light. So an aperture. I mean, the opening. And how much is showing? Right. Damn, that's really cool. You learned all that shit by yourself. Yeah, I also You're learned so how to pee on my own. You eat, did? No one told you? Dress. A whole bunch of oh. stuff. I even put this hat on my head today. You did? Mm -hmm. All it's by nice myself. Hat. I even tilted it. That's a cool, It's a good tilt. It works. I think I should tilt my hat to the opposite. Why? I, I don't know, because when I see pictures, I, I think I'll, it should be the other way, but I'm so used to doing it this well, way. Well, because you see yourself in the mirror. Generally, yeah. When you look in the mirror, you so do it's see like yourself. What you see it's really is dirty. not what I see, right? You see yourself backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's. So I look. So you I'm be really beautiful. <laughs> I'm just all the way around you are than what I think. <laughs> You're black and shiny and beautiful. That's I'm, really that's I'm, really cool I'm stuff. I'm brown. So I'm um. Not, I'm not black. I'm brown. You're brown and beautiful. And yes. I'm copper. You're copper and beautiful. I'm copper colored. Absolutely. Um, My birth certificate says I'm colored. You are old. No, my birth, but no, but no one who's my age, they're all, all their birth certificates say Negro. Mine says colored on it. Oh yeah. Maybe Boston's a little behind. They're like maybe. Oh. oh my God, yeah. Remember that guy called? Uh, that was the, one of the first times we hung out. We were done, and we were in Park Slope at that sports bar. Y'all were right, walking like we football were, or some right, shit. Yeah. And then the guy came up to me and was and like, being, hey, sugar. Hey, sugar mama. Oh, that. yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like oh, hanging out with these dudes. And then uh, you came up to him and was like, oh, I see you trying to get your ass kicked. I was like, ooh. 
And then he he was like, oh, I met a color guy like you before. <laughs> and we started laughing. And he was like, he was mad that we were laughing. We were like, what year is this dude? He said, I a color dude like you. <laughs> no, I know. He left me alone, though. He did. He was all like, shit. he was all like butthurt that we were laughing at him. We're like, fuck out of here. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, that's a funny word. Oh, I grew up in Boston. That shit, though. You can call me nigga all day. I don't give a fuck. It don't mean shit to me. Yeah. They they just want you to get mad over some bullshit. Yeah. If yeah. you shit around calling me a nigga, then you're a nigga, really. Yeah. You are ignorant fuck. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. But uh, anyway, so you were taking photos in New York. So you showed up here, and what was that like? Like, what was your... When oh, you just got here, oh. so you your jobs loaned you money, or, to no, right? Yeah, yeah. I, did. I came to New York, I had 700... I think I had like 720 bucks. And then my rent was 700 bucks. I had 20 bucks left. Oh. And I didn't have a job or What'd nothing. What'd you do? I started looking for jobs, and then I got like some jobs waitering. I worked at Odeon. I worked at this place called Joe's in Soho. But then I was tired of that shit. Then I Restaurant started work. like printing photos at this place called Color Wheel and stuff, doing like just different print, the eye transfer and doing duping and just a bunch of shit. And then I hated it because I worked from like three, what did I work from like three to 11 or four to 12. Mm -hmm. And I remember I lived in, I, when I first moved, I lived in Little Italy. I lived on Mott. And then I would go to work on 45th and get on the train. And I remember when I would get off work and Grand Central Station would be filled with homeless people sleeping what? on the floor through the whole, in, in the Grand whole Central? station. Yeah. Like it is New in York Port Authority? New York was different. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Damn. All, the whole floor would be covered with people sleeping when I what? went home to get on the train at night. Oh. And I used to be like, oh my God, New York is crazy. And then, you know, I'd be hungry and shit. I'd fucking walking around hungry. And it was like overwhelming because it was so dirty. Because Boston's not really dirty. No. And, you know, so it's different. It's not like that. And so it was hard to get used to, like homeless people and dirt and the smells and shit. It took me like a while to get used to it, like a year or and oh, a yeah. half or something, like two years. You didn't like it? I didn't hate it, but it was like, it was kind of, it was overwhelming a little bit. Yeah. You know, Oof, but I liked it. Well, you stayed. Yeah, I liked it. Where'd liked you move it. to when you got here? I was in Little Italy, like I just said five minutes ago. Mott Street. <laughs> Mott Street. Oh. Mott and Broom. 366 yeah. Broom Street. That's where I lived. That's a good first. number. Cool. Yeah, all my numbers have been 12 divisible by 3 Yeah. since I lived in New York. Even now, I live at 147. It's 12. Yeah. 3. And my other one, it was 3. When I lived on Greenwich Street, it was a 3. I even noticed most of the time, even where my best friends live, it's usually a 3. It's divisible by three. Mine is yours is sixteen. That's why I don't like you. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> you don't have to like me. It's okay. I'm used to people not liking me. So you worked in restaurants. When did you start like getting photo jobs here? I mean, when I started printing, I was printing for people. And then I remember like one, I remember even I would meet people and I met Veronica Webb. And then she gave me a job printing all these damn photos I had to do with my bathtub. Mm -hmm. and then stuff like that then I would just meet people and stuff then I started assisting people sometimes I didn't really like Who'd assisting assist? too much just different people I did I, I mean I even did I assisted like even like I assisted like a bunch of people 
I even assisted like Annie Leibovitz for a couple of days. Oh, you did? Yeah, a bunch of people. Then my friends were like, one of my friends was assisting like Irvin Penn and different people and Albert Watson and all these different people. But I didn't really like assisting very much. You were you assisted Richard Avedon for a couple of days, yeah. And I met him when I was in Boston because they had a, he had an exhibit, you know, his Out West book. And I went and I was in Boston. I was working at the ICP, the museum there. Was wait, was it What's I, not ICP? the ICP in Boston? It's it was called the International Center Contemporary for ICA or something like that. Because oh. that guy who was the head of it, David Ross, he actually later on became the head of like MoMA, I think one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was there when I was there. And yeah, they had the show out west when I was there. And I remember they were hanging it, and then Richard Avedon came, and I met him when I was in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a cool show that way. So you ended up working for him? Later for on, a little yeah, bit. yeah. Yeah, and then I worked for this guy, Max Anderson. A bunch of, I worked for different photographers. Did you ever work for Gordon Parks? I knew Gordon Parks. I never worked for him. I, mean, oh, I was going to marry his daughter, right. but I wasn't gonna, I didn't work for him. Okay. But he would talk. I talked to him about photography. I liked it. He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, a little stern, but he was nice. You're pretty stern. Not like that. I nice. wasn't born during the Depression, though. That's true. <laughs> you know, that's a different kind of sternness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you like assisting people? Because at that point, you know, they got you running around putting quarters and meters. Oh, and, okay. And then they'd be, you know, and then one of them accused me of stealing after I had been working for him for a while and some new dude came and then he accused me of stealing. And I'm like, dude, why the fuck? I've been here. Uh, don't you think it would be the new guy oh, stealing? No. Like, why are you accusing me? Like, I'm the one who's been working for you. And of course, it was the new dude. Motherfucker. Nobody then, knows how he, who he is now. I can't even remember the Yeah, guy's that's name. right. Oh, that's cool shit. So you started, how long did it take for you to like get your first photo job after you well, moved Well, the here? first big, I mean, I got little ones. I was Like doing, the first one at all. I can't remember the very first one. Uh-huh. I don't remember. Well, who I mean, did you shoot for? I, at that time, the first jobs I was really doing, I was doing a lot of like things, little photos for like Us Magazine and oh, GQ and crap like that. And then... The first biggest job I got was the New York Times Magazine with like yeah. Kathy, with Kathy Ryan. Hey, Kathy Ryan. You're so stupid. <laughs> She's got yeah. big, beautiful and hair. Like, yeah, it was like Sarah Harbett, uh-huh. uh, Jody. They were all really super nice. Are they still there? Well, Kathy No, they're is. in different. Yeah, Jody and, and Sarah, and they went to different places later on. Okay. Well, like I think Sarah went to, at the time, Newsweek. And then mm-hmm. I can't remember where Jody You have a cover went. of Newsweek right now. It's the cover? Yeah. It is. I just saw you at one of the covers. Maybe it was online. Maybe it was just like the the lead for the online one. But I'll go check it out after this. But you be having magazine covers, and I don't even I know it. I used to so more. I don't do that much magazine work. What anymore. was that like? What do a magazine? Work? Mm-hmm. It was cool. Like the people, are, some of the people are cool. But sometimes you end up just doing stuff you don't really want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because people don't want your. Fo- sometimes they you, they don't want your photos to be like too strong or whatever you know like people tell you your photos are too beautiful all kinds of weird shit people tell you mm-hmm. like you know or they tell you you don't have experience you know people used to tell me i i didn't have experience and i would have the covers of of like magazines i used to think that was kind of funny how many covers of magazines have you had you think oh i don't know i don't 100 i don't count i nah, i don't think it's that many i'm not sure 50 maybe yeah about 50 i don't know i think you've had a lot of them yeah and um, what were your favorite like things to do with mag? Like, what do you have control over them, or are they no, just you, like I mean, coming here and do this thing? You take the pictures, so you have something. You have some control, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, you if you have a certain style, eventually people respect it, and you can you do your thing, what you want to do. But the thing is, then people want you to do that one thing and nothing else. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And also, I just got bored of taking pictures of celebrities too. Was just, I just got bored of it. Was it always celebrity? Because now it's like a super lot of times heavy. it was a lot of celebrities. But yeah, I mean magazines. I mean that's what they are. I mean they just tell you who's popular, who's got the new record. Like I mean that's that. Okay. It's all current stuff most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Was it the same working with ma- with magazines as newspapers? I mean, I never worked with newspapers. Well, okay, so to New York Times Magazine. I used to work it with New York Times Magazine, paper. not it wasn't in the, the paper. No, they, okay. at that time they had staff photographers for that. Okay, I guess they still do that, huh? Oh, a lot of the major magazines they started, they fired them. Yeah, they fired all their staff photographers because now everybody's a photographer because they have a phone. Oh, didn't it's you not know? The same. Yes, it is. What are you crazy? It is the <laughs> this same. Is same. Are you trying to tell me this iPhone is not as good as my eight by ten? I'm. Um, well, I think that the way that you use your iPhone, because you have all those different high res apps and stuff, and fo- and cameras for your Still phone. Still not this. It's not even close. The the cheapest camera is better than a fucking iPhone. Like it's from from my perspective. Why? Because the quality, the lens mm-hmm. is bigger, better, the glass is better, it's like all kinds of things. So when you see It's those, a camera, it's made to those... take pictures, not call your friends to... Well, that's true. Right. And play music and play... It has one function. Angry Birds or whatever right. it is people are playing Chop now. up fucking vegetables, like sh- dumb shit like that. You can chop is that up vegetables. Yeah. They no, it's not. Yes, it is. People used to play that shit chop all the time. Chop up vegetables? Like, They're just chopping up vegetables chop vegetable. fast <laughs> for points. That fucking weirdos. Never cook at home and shit. Right, like, well, people could watch cooking shows and order takeout. Oh my god, my sister, she used to always. They'd be watching cooking she shows like, and order takeout. Save it. My mom used to be like, "What the fuck?" She would save the um, on like TV. I don't know, whatever direct TV shit. TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she would she would like save all these episodes of cooking channels and never, never cook once a fucking thing. No, I know. Them. She cooks now. She be cooking now, but she used to suck at. No, she didn't suck. She just didn't want to cook. She just made spaghetti and French fries. I guess that Together? Yeah. Well, sometimes. She's really good at those two things. Now she can cook spaghetti other Spaghetti and French fries? Yeah. Yep, yep, She's yep, a yep. goddamn chef. She is a chef. Yeah. That's cool. So then you, were you doing like your own projects the whole time? I always, yeah. I always did my own work. Because especially when you're doing other work, because you don't, you can't really put all your stuff into like magazine work and shit like that. And most, I mean, when you do like reportage somewhat, you can. Or sometimes, you know, some, I, I mean, magazines used to have, a lot of them used to have much more beautiful photos. Mm. Now they're all kind of like, you know, they're not all bad. But yeah, I mean, the equipment has changed the way visuals look. Because the thing about photography is everyone's taking a picture. So everyone thinks they can be a photographer. Everyone hasn't made a painting or done a sculpture mm-hmm. or done an installation. So whenever anybody wants to do something in art, the first thing they pick is photography. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> they think it's easy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's the thing about fashion photography. I always found it super easy that it kind of was boring. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a beautiful woman. You got clothes, makeup. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and you have to be a fucking monkey not to get a good picture. Yeah. But people do manage it. It's yeah. amazing. What's your favorite kind of photography? I don't know. Just do whatever I want. I don't have... Just whatever? Yeah, I just do whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done everything. Yeah. Sports, beauty. Well, I've done all movie posters. I've done all of it. Yeah. 
I think I'm gonna do a nude, my me nude on Great Danes next. Are you series. sure? Yeah. You should. That'd be beautiful. Well, I'm sure if you do, that'd be me, so beautiful. Me and Mama Duke. <laughs> I'm sure that'd be really beautiful if you decide to do that. Whatever. That's cool shit. So, um, like, how old were you when you didn't have to get jobs, like side gigs anymore? Oh, like, I think around like 27, something like that. Mm-hmm. When I started making some money that I didn't have to do other shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically around 27 or something like that. That's dope. That's dope about it. That's really cool. You were young. I worked for it. Yeah, you worked Don't for it. Don't act like it's luck. I didn't say it was luck. Your work is phenomenal. Don't insult me. <laughs> okay. What does phenomenal mean? It means you're a phenom. What does phenom mean? Let's look it up. We know what it means. Stop being silly. No, let's look. What does the Urban Dictionary say? What do you need an Urban Dictionary to look up <laughs> phenom for? <laughs> I think the regular dictionary has it too. So phenomenal. We know what it means. Phenomenal. It means very dope, super awesome. <laughs> no, I don't think that's, <laughs> that's in, what the it says in the dictionary. No, that's really that's really cool stuff. So you were making when did you start doing uh, video stuff? Because you were working with Hype Williams. Oh, well, the first thing I did, I did a DKNY ad with my friends Matt and Ian. That was the first motion I did. Mm-hmm. How old were you? Oh, I don't know. It was like I don't know, twenty something, twenty seven, maybe. It was around oh, about around the same time, yeah, probably. Yeah. So you were. What was that like? What did you do? We just shot an ad for DKNY. And that was the first time that you. did That was the first time I did motion, really. Motion. Because they basically just handed me the camera. I was standing there. They're like, look, uh, what did the guy say to me? He's like, 20, a 24th of a second is like a 50th of a second on your still camera. And then he just handed me the camera. <laughs> and then oh, I, yeah. he showed me how to load it. And then I okay. loaded it. And then I was doing all the B-roll stuff. Okay. And then I remember I got I got mad because they used more of my stuff than the guy who was getting paid all the money to mm-hmm. do this shit. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, I can do it. It's, it's not that bad. Were you in a helicopter? Yeah, we went in a helicopter for part of it, yeah. Yeah. Right, because I'm like, I remember the DKNY ad when I was a kid, and it was like... Well, there were lots of them. We did one, it was a long one. But yeah, okay. they got a helicopter, we were in Times Square, we did a bunch of places. Yeah. They put the ad up on Broadway in Houston for the ad. Oh, that was cool. there for all that time, so they put that building there. And so it was it. your photograph? No, that was just, or was it they moving? put that up for the ad that we were shooting. I can't remember what it was, it was some picture of something. Okay. And they painted it there so we could shoot it. Oh, that's the shit. Oh, that's so cool. Well, to you, it don't care. It's not a big deal. It's really cool to me. How'd you end up working on uh, music videos? I just started meeting people. Like, you know, they liked my photos. And then I, you know, I learned how to, you know, just do, you know, I learned how to use the camera. And then I just started doing it. And then people just hired me because, you know, because I was doing a lot of stuff then. And then, you know, I had my own style. But the thing about the, the videos is that was the thing. It's like you don't end up doing your own. Well, you kind of can sometimes because it depends on the director or whatever. But you in the thing I motion, it's just so much collaboration. Mm-hmm. That and it was so much like move. You know, it was like so much shit. It was so different. A lot of waiting. A lot of waiting. A lot of moving from place to place. Lots of equipment. And this is before video, so the equipment, the cameras were big. They were mm-hmm. film cameras and shit. You know. But you, it was limited. You couldn't just shoot forever and stuff like that, so you had to kind of know more of what you were doing. It's like the same as I started with 4x5. Because I started with 4x5, 
and I didn't have any money. I didn't have a lot of film to shoot. You know, I had to kind of know because film was expensive to me mm -hmm. when I was a kid. So I'd have to shoot like, you know, I would do somebody's portrait. I'd take like four shots because that's all I could afford. Mm -hmm. really. So you get, you end up being, I'm like, I'm glad I started with large format because that way you end up being, um, you know, you end up learning more. You kind of, mm -hmm. you, you don't just take lots of pictures. You actually think about it more right. because you don't, I didn't have money. I used to have like one light and shit like that. But in later on, that stuff was, was good because it actually helped because I could always, I never worried, you know, I, I never, I always knew I could get a picture no matter what, mm -hmm. you know? So you would take like four pictures and not like a hundred pictures. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. And even when I was doing, like I used to do a lot of eight by 10 Polaroids. That's what I liked the most. I never, I used to do like, you know, total, like 15 of them at the total. Most of the time I try to get something good and, you know, because the thing is people only see the one that they've run or the two or whatever, they don't see the rest. So it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. You can just have a hundred shitty photos and one really good one, you mm -hmm. know, and no one will know. Yeah. You know, unless you they see your that... contact sheets or something. Right. Do you think that a lot of photographers just shoot a bunch and then try some to Some get... do. Some shoot a lot. Some don't. You know, okay. some, you know, it's all different. Each person's different. Some yeah. people shoot a lot, but they can, they're really good at picking the right one mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. like they're really good at picking. Like it seems like they know what they're doing. You mm -hmm. know, and it's just their method. It only matters the work that you produce. I mean, how you do it is that's your process. Yeah. 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 I love your work. I grew up seeing it. So you did the cover of um, Belly. You did yeah, the, the movie poster. The movie that, posters. Yeah. yeah. It's just so motherfucking dope. Well, I mean, the whole movie was like your aesthetic, though. Like, well, it wasn't. I didn't do the movie. I know you didn't do the movie, but when I look at that movie, like, a lot of people do my aesthetic. It looks like your fucking work. Sometimes things look like mine. Yeah, but also a lot of us were working together. Malik yeah. shot it, so I had, okay. I, you know, I, we all we were friends. Yeah. So we all we influenced each other. Right. Yeah. And you guys, so did you work with for Hype Williams as a cinematographer with Malik? Oh, Malik would be doing some of the videos. Uh -huh. I did, and then some. Shady. I know. Then I work with Shady. He's a director. Yeah, okay. he's worked with Shady and other people, a bunch of different people. Brian okay. LeVar, a bunch of people who did. I did a lot of cinematography for mm -hmm. videos. Did Some you like I'm doing sure it? I've even forgotten. Yeah. Huh? Did you like doing it? Sometimes, yeah. I didn't. Some. I didn't like how long it would take sometimes, or like you know, musicians they disappear and all that. I didn't like all that shit. Mm -hmm. But you know, you it's you have nothing to do. But it, it was fun overall. Mm -hmm. How many music videos do you think you did? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. 15, 20? No, more 30, than that. 50? Probably. About 50. Maybe yeah. more than that. I'm not really sure. Yeah, a lot. Well, I guess, like, when I saw the triptych, then it was, like, going through a, a montage of, of your oh, work. Oh, yeah. And they, it was a but ton they, of shit. Yeah, yeah. But they, some, they, they, they had only some. They, 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 a lot of the footage, people don't even keep it and stuff. Like, it's amazing how, like, you do shit and no one keeps the, you can't even find, like, the director doesn't have. Really? It. Yeah, yeah. So it's just. It just, it's somewhere, somewhere, sitting in some production <laughs> office at some record company. That's so crazy. Yeah. So does a record company own those then? Mm -hmm. you do yeah, the, the record company owns the videos, definitely. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. They pay, whoever pays owns it. 
So you did the video with Method Man and Mary J. Blige on the roof. I worked on that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I did a bunch of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What was your favorite one to work on? I don't have a favorite anything. Okay. I don't have a favorite. I didn't anything. expect you to say you did. Yeah, I don't like really that. have a favorite. I really like that one. You shot uh, Love and Basketball. Love and Basketball? Yeah. Didn't you? Mm-hmm. You mean Spike's movie? I did the movie poster for He Got Game. He Got Game. Yeah, oh, He Got Game. Yeah, I didn't love him basketball. The Best Man? I did that movie poster, yeah. Um, What other movie poster? Oh, I don't know. I, there's, I did a few other ones. I can't, I fucking, I don't, I don't keep, I never keep track. Did you do like things. stuff, uh, videos outside of um, hip hop? What do you mean? Yeah. Like Nirvana yeah, or anybody Prince like that? Video. Prince video. You did Monster, Prince video? Monster Magnet. I did other ones. You did? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I did a lot. I did R. Kelly. I did a whole bunch of Which R. Kelly I did, one? I did one, a Brandy one. I, yeah, we did a, a version with children, like a choir and all awesome. that. Awesome. And then one. you did uh, Brandy? I did one Brandy one. I did um, Missy Elliott with... What a group called one oh what were they called? Seven oh two? Yeah. Oh you did? Yeah, that one. I did yeah, I did a bunch of shit. I did the DM the first two DMX ones. Nice. And stuff. Yeah. I like DMX, it's funny. Yeah. Um yeah, you did you do like any like rock videos? Monster Magnet. Monster Magnet. And some other ones. Yeah, I can't uh-huh. remember. You did try videos? No, I never did any tribe ones. Okay. No, but you said you shot them for the cover. Of Rolling I shot Stone. them, before, not for the cover. I uh-huh. shot them. That was one of my first jobs. I shot them for Rolling Stone. And that th- you told me that. Okay, what happened? No, I just was just shocked at the difference, <laughs> the way people are treated. Yeah. Because I remember I did two pictures for Rolling Stone in like the same week. I did Tribe Called Quest, and then another like rock band, and then I remember. Like when Tribe Called Quest, they came on their own. There was like no food, no catering. Why don't you turn your phone off? It just keeps ringing. Turn the sound off. Turn it off. Yeah, fucking check your unprofessional phone. Unprofessional ass so unprofessional. disruptions. Okay, so yeah, so you said that you, it, there was such a big difference in the way that the artists that were treated. different people were treated, yeah. And it's so funny because so many of the groups that they made such a big deal are gone. Like... You did jobs where they spent so much money on the person, and then their album never even came out or anything. Or you do videos, or you do album covers, and the person, it would never come out. Really? Yeah. There were some people I did the album covers like three times, and like a per- the person who was in charge of their project would go to another record company. Dude, it was, it was crazy. I just yeah. feel bad sometimes for them. Oh, didn't you see people come back in different, like, you know, with different acts. First, they're like a rapper. <laughs> then they come back. They like a singer. It's crazy. It's funny. And then that's how you know it's all make believe. So when you did when you were shooting Tribe the day before you, shot- I shot another group. And then it was funny because there was then everyone came. There was like a photo editor came. People from the mad. They had an eight. Everything. And then the next day, I did Tribe. Of course, they like came on the subway with themselves. No food. Nothing. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, that's crazy. And yet, I don't even remember the name of the other band anymore. <laughs> right, and like, yeah, Tribe is like legendary now. Right, yeah, <laughs> like literally. I know that it's funny that kind of stuff. So you started out like at the same time a lot. Well, I mean, I guess like even though you do a lot of different work, your work's not like yeah, necessarily hip hop. I used to you... do sports. I used to do every. I used to want to do every different things. You know, mm-hmm. 
I used to do sports sometimes. I used to do a lot fashion, reportage, and then portraits are my favorite. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I've done everything. That's the shit? Yeah. Except for porno. Well, you still got time. That's right. And you got that mustache, so. That's right. You know. It's not a porn mustache. <laughs> not yet. It is you sometimes. Can't have a beard. You can't have a beard and have a porn mustache. <laughs> you could like shave it down to a little tiny point. No. And then it'll look out. Be, it's already a little point. <laughs> yeah. So after you were, like while you were doing your professional work to pay the bills, how'd you like manage your time and doing your own work? Well, back then, you I was just working. I would just do photography all the time. Because when you started, you're hanging out with only photographers. Mm -hmm. You know, you're helping one another and all that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then when you all start to, you know, to do shit, then they all separate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because I think photographers, in a weird way, are solitary anyway. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. So you they don't really hang out with each other like that. Mm -hmm. But they help each other and stuff like that. But... I think it's a kind of a solitary, it's, not, it's sort of like a lone wolf kind of thing anyway, really, in a weird way. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that makes total fucking sense because, yeah, it, yeah, like, I don't imagine being able to hang out with you while you were taking photos. Well, why would you? Exactly. You're not a photographer. No, though, I'm so not. we're not even talking about you, no. actually. I mean, well, I'm always talking about me. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Well, I've assisted you on some jobs and stuff, and and I see that like it is you, it is your. Oh, realm. you call that assisting? Well, oh, really? I carried some things. Yeah. <laughs> I carried some shit for you I too. Drove. Am I your fucking assistant? <laughs> I drove there. I managed the space. I was like, back up. You, you managed the space. <laughs> uh, you, pretty lady, yeah. would you like your photo taken? <laughs> yeah, right. Come over here with me. Try to find interesting people. <laughs> I'm a good assistant. Fuck off. Yeah. Okay. I'm better than some of your assistants that'll just fucking disappear. I have to disappear. pay you a lot more, though. Yeah, well, I'm worth it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone says. I'm <laughs> worth it. So, um, okay. I really... my The first time I saw your work was... Um, well, I mean, not the first time because your work is just everywhere. But when I was working at Weeksville, you did an installation. Saints, but it was like a lot of the bodies... Inside the garden, so what do you mean bodies? What well, was like booties? Oh, when I put them in the crop. Oh yeah, when they were the outside thing, not mm -hmm. the one in the windows. No, not the one. In the oh window. yeah, yeah, I remember. Those were resin, resin pieces. Or whatever. Yeah, and they were kind of like on sticks or something. Yeah, they were on like yeah, sort of like totem poles. Right, they were totem poles. They were super <laughs> beautiful. I used to eat my lunch and just stare. At yeah, the things. the fucking they kept falling apart though because of the weather. Oh, they did. No, I, think I mean I, I had to fix it once. once. I had to fix it once. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they took it I out told later because they got rid of the garden. Oh, they did. Remember? Yeah, remember later the garden's not there anymore. I haven't been remember there they so long. that guy. He's gone. The guy who was doing all the plants. Well, they fired everybody. Yeah. Yeah, they fucking fired everybody. That shit was ill. Yeah. Like finished all these huge projects and then, and that was it. Fired fucking everybody. Yeah. So that's where we met at um at a garden party. And, but I had seen the triptych, uh, the film, and can you tell me about that what triptych? What thing I did it Afropunk? Yeah. Yeah, just a film I did on me, myself, Wangeshi, and um, Sanford with Terrence, Nance, you know, 
Yeah, it was cool. Just, you know, they were my friends. So I was basically just doing films about my friends and then mm. myself. But I really like Wangeshi's work and Stamp, and I like them. Yeah, you know? her work is cool. Yeah, so it was cool, you know. It's yeah. cool like, when you work with your friends. It's good. Yeah, how long did it take you guys to do that film? Oh, I don't know. Like, I guess a total of maybe a year or something. Oh, yeah? Like yeah, because you had to get different people. And then we had started shooting Kahende, but then... He was he was busy doing something else, and then he did his own documentary, I think, on on himself and stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, it takes the time because you have to get them and schedule everybody and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then that came out in 2012, right? Something like that. I think I so, because that's yeah, it was 2012. Right. I think. No, so. it had to be before that, right? Mm. I mean, how long have I known you? I think since then. I met you in 2012. That's only six years. It's 2019. Oh, that's seven years. I mean, I thought it well, was no, 2012. I guess, you're, I guess you're right. Maybe that's it's probably. 2011, but it ain't but no, before it's around, that. No, it's not before that. Yeah, I don't think it was that. But No, it was a really beautiful film. It was, I remember going to see it, and um, it was like a packed house. And, yeah, it was really dope. So are you going to do stuff like that again? Yeah, I don't know what. Why are you rubbing the mic like that? I can hear that. That's not a cat. Shut <laughs> up. The fuck. Are you gonna do more films like that? You like think? that? I don't know if I'll do one like that. But well, maybe, maybe not like yeah, that, but another film. I don't know. So you've done other films. Tell me about them. I mean, I've done different like documentaries and cinematography for different things. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I just do, you know, I just do kind of what, right now I'm just doing my own. I'm kind of like archiving stuff and shit like that. I'm going to cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> you're not a slave, baby. All men are slaves. No, you're not. Yes, they are. No, you're not. We're not dogs, children. No, you're not dogs. We're not dogs, children, or women. No one loves us for who we oh, are. Oh, I love you. What are you talking about? You don't love me for who I am. Yes, I do, you motherfucker. Love me How for dare what you? I do. I love you for who you am. But you also love me for what I do. Yeah, both. But I met you. I know what the fuck you do. So if I was homeless, you did know what I do. And how would I have met you, you if you're homeless? You did know what I do when I met when you met. How me. would I? No, I didn't know shit about you. You just sat here and talked about how you saw my film well, before you knew me. Well, everyone did. Yeah, I saw your work in the streets and stuff, and then I went to the film thing and I saw who you were, and I was like, oh, this nigga's. Fancy. And then you started playing Rick Ross, and I was like, oh, hey, he's ghetto. <laughs> ghetto? Give me a break. You're super ghetto. <laughs> he's fancy. He ain't ghetto. No, no, I mean, so you've worked on um, films that have been at Sundance and stuff. I'm talking about your own oh, like, yeah, kind of John, projects. Oh, yeah, John. We did the films with John mm -hmm. that were at Sundance. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. But I, those aren't just mine, because I did it with other pers another person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, may, I'll do, you know, when I do one of my own, it'll be mine. Yeah. You know. Are you going to do your own film? I don't know. I want you to real bad. Of course you do. I bring it up all the time. For real. Of course you want me to work. What a shocker. No, I want you to do it because I just think it'd be really beautiful. Mm. Don't look at me like that. Yeah, I bet. Beautiful slavery. Anyway. You want some more water? No, I only drink water from Greece. Mm, okay, well, we ain't got none of that here. You know. So... You talk, You took the, um, well, I mean, the reason I wanted you to come today is because you have the Annenberg Show. I wanted to talk to you anyway, because I like talking to you, because you're my boo. 
Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a show coming up at the Annenberg Center today with, with Contact High. Well, yeah. The, What's that been like? Like, you took the picture of Biggie Smalls with the crown, other known, otherwise officially Coney. known as... The Coney. The Coney, or the notorious B.I.G. as the King of New York. That's right. Yes. That's right. And it's the most bootlegged image on earth. No, I think and Jesus. And that's be. not bootleg. It is bootleg. Of what though? There's so many different Jesus. Right, because there's different ones. There's if you Google Biggie Smalls, there's like your image is gonna ones. come up. There's a lot of different ones too. Well, buddy. there'll be a lot of versions of <laughs> yeah, yours will fucking come up. There's a lot of versions well, yours, of Jesus. That's yeah. my point. Well, but okay, so it's the second most bootleg besides the besides Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, of course, <laughs> it's the most known photo other than Jesus in the world. Yes, definitely. Kind of. No, it's not. Stop it. What is it. the most? No, oh, I wasn't I don't saying know. that. After Jesus, I have no idea who the second favorite photo of. I don't even. Well, it's not. Oh, really, let's Google. There's photo. really no Watch. photo of it's Jesus. It's not right. right exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying. So. Well, I guess you'd say what is the image? I would say yeah. like I don't know. Jesus is that you can't make images of Muhammad. I just Buddha. Um, you see Buddha, but that's not a photo. Image. Let's say image. They didn't have photography. I said a photo. Oh, I don't know what the most... I just Googled. It's not the most famous photo. I fucking guess. Um, anyway, so what? Yeah, the Notorious B.I.G. is the king of New York. That's right. your photograph. Yeah. And now it's been 20... What? Two 22 years? years, something like that. Yeah. And what was that like shooting with Biggie? Well, I like Biggie. Yeah. That's why I shot him, because I liked him. Mm -hmm. He was cool. I like him. How many times you shoot him? Three times, I think. Three times. And then in some of the videos. Which videos? You know, some of the videos they shot. I was there when Malik was shooting him. Mm -hmm. I'd be there and shoot some of the stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I like Big. I like his presence. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Who knows why? Uh-huh. I just, I don't know. Some people, I will want to photograph. Back then, I used to want to photograph certain people. And if I could get to them, I'd do it. And then some people I, I didn't get to do, you know, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that so, I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like who? I don't know. Ethan Hawke, I always wanted to do because people told me oh, I look like him, which twin. I think is fucking weird. <laughs> and then who else did I want to do? Maybe you will. Maybe you'll well, still yeah, shoot no, well, I, Yeah, no, I'm not dead. Yeah. And then I want, there was a time when I think I wanted to shoot like Johnny Depp. Yeah. And then I want, I always wanted to shoot Nelson Mandela. Yeah. But not, most people, I just take, you know, whoever I shoot, I just do the same thing anyway. Did you get to shoot most people that you wanted to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There a lot of people that I That's wanted, dope. I, you know, that I admired before I came to New York or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of them. And some of them are very disappointing. Oh, well. <laughs> no, that's why you like the, what the person does, not the person. Yeah, I've definitely like met yeah. people that I was like, oh, I love their work. But then sometimes, like, you know, people do yeah. have bad days and shit like that. So sometimes, yeah, the person might be. But I can't say that anybody really was really mean, like mean to me or anything. Mm -hmm. Everybody that I've shot has actually been pretty good. Like, I never really had any really bad person who flipped out or no shit like that. Mm -hmm. Some people do, though. Because I remember sometimes your friends would photograph a person and then you were going to photograph them and they would tell you, like, you know, how horrible they were. But then when you photographed them, you're like, that dude was super nice to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, it's totally different. Like, because people... Or they would tell me, oh, man, we want you to photograph them because they're difficult. 
And then you meet the person that's not difficult at all. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's when you know what you're doing that people don't bug you as much. And plus, I was using an 8x10. So it's different. Like, you know, like no people don't know what it is. You know, so it's different. <laughs> A big-ass camera. Right, yeah. So it's the camera itself, like, kind of commanded, like, more than, you know, it would make people do things that they didn't think they would do before. Like what? Just, you know, I'd go to people's places to shoot them, and, you know, they'd be, like, kind of dressed and, you know, not really giving a shit. And then I would whip out that big 8x10, they'd go upstairs and change <laughs> and shit like that. I used to think it was funny. It was a very formal yeah, occasion. But, yeah, because it is kind of formal is the thing. That's why I liked it, because it is formal. Do you, you still know? shoot with 8x10? Sometimes, but not much, because, you know. But I'm sure I will. There's not as many films available. But I'm sure I'll do it again. I do four so, by five though, still. So that's Polaroid. No, I mean you can use a Polaroid, but you also there's real film too. Okay. Eight by ten film. Do, which one do you prefer? Yeah, I don't have a preference. I just, just used whatever. to love the Polaroids. I mean, what's better than instant? A giant, yeah. beautiful Polaroid that you get right away. You know, you don't have to process it or any shit like that. And it, they look good. They're beautiful. So I did you shoot? Go ahead. What? You shot Biggie with an 8x10? No, I shot Biggie with a medium format. What's that? It's, well, two and a quarter, 6x6, six 6x7, by 6x8, six, six by 6x9, by 6x10, by 6x... By... It just depends on the... The film is the same size, but the camera backs are different. Okay. You know, sometimes you get 12 exposures, sometimes you get 10. I had cameras where you got three exposures mm -hmm. on a 120 roll, and, you know... And then there were 220 rolls, which are twice as big, mm -hmm. you know, so... It's the cameras that have different sizes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So were they po are those Polaroids? Or no, those are when just When you real shot Biggie, it wasn't Polaroids? That's real film. No. It was I mean, film. I took Polaroids, because back then there was no digital, so you took Polaroids to, so you could show, oh, yeah, this is what it's going to look like. And the first time you shot him was, um, can you tell me about that story? The first time I did him as, I did him as a, you know, in space with, with like a white suit on. Mm -hmm. It's like Universal Biggie, I call that one. It was just because I used to see him and I thought he was cool, so I asked him could I take his photo, and then. But then I no, they asked me to take his photo, and I said no because I said I you know I don't care because he wears a sweatsuit, like if you can get if we can get a suit made for him, like a nice suit, then I'll shoot him you know in the suit. And at first they were like no you know he where are we gonna get a suit you know he's big and tall and and then I was like I can just get him a fucking suit made that would be easy. And so then they got him the suit made, and then I did the photo. I like that photo a lot. He looks great. That's the first time he wore a suit. Yep. You know, and then he wore suits after that. That's so right. Like, yeah. That's the universal biggie. Well, because he's like, you know, he's a big dude. I was like, look. He looked good. Yeah, look different. Like, don't wear, everybody wears fucking, back then everybody was wearing those damn brown sweatsuits. I can't remember who made them. But, like, every rapper, like, literally had one. I can't remember who made the thing. <laughs> like, the velour suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, like, yeah. They were, like, a tan lot of, yeah. or whatever. I can't remember what company made them. But everybody was wearing I hate fucking sweatsuits. Unless you're, like, in the <laughs> Olympics you or you're about to break <laughs> out and dunk. I just never understand them. People wearing them around, like, yeah. And women with them, who told them they look good? What is uh, that? No, of course, comfortable. That's I mean, their business. I mean, I'd be comfortable with a loincloth on with a string up my ass, but that doesn't mean I, I'm going to do it. And also, why are you supposed to be comfortable all the time? Yeah. And also, why can't you be comfortable dressed up? I'm comfortable. You're a bum. You're a bum, you're nigga. You're fucking comfortable. I'm yeah. not even, no, I'm not dressed up at all. Oh, really? I know. Look, I got this from the fucking res. 
Casino. The Res. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Res Casino. Yeah. Well, my cousins, yeah. You are the so one. So then you shot Biggie, and then you shot, shot him again? I shot Liberty Valance. And then I shot him for the county. Yeah. yeah. And I shot him in videos and stuff. And then I shot him another time for some other thing. I, you know, that so, picture I really like, too, actually. Right. And that's in a suit, too, right? The ones I saw mm-hmm. that were in the that exhibition that just too. came out, yeah. came down. Yeah, that was in a suit, too. Yeah, he's white. He's not white. He's, <laughs> he's in a white black. suit. <laughs> he's in a white suit. And then you shot him um, as a king, and that was three days before he was That was murdered. three days before he was killed, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, what was that like? Why'd you take, why'd you end up, well, no, come on, <laughs> man. Me. Yeah, well, how'd that even happen like that? Well, like, they wanted me to take his picture, so I did, <coughs> I did a second time, and <coughs> I wanted to do him as a king, because I always told him he looked like, you know, he had that kind of presence of like a big, you know, big king, you know, like a, what did you say when somebody is, um, mm-hmm. not, the, well, like the impression that he made, like he was very, like, I thought he was very regal. Mm-hmm. And he was also a very nice dude, like, you know, which, you know, like a gentle dude. So he showed know. up and you're like, he showed up to... and I told him what I wanted to do. I yeah. had the backdrop ready. And he nice. always did it because he really liked the other one, the Universal Biggie. Well, obviously, he yeah. came Frank White after yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he liked it. He never gave me shit at all. He would just do sit there and do it. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't say anything really, it's, you know, he would giggle sometimes and laugh at the things I said, but he he never gave me any objections or any. He was super polite, you know? So in the in the laughing, Biggie, was that because you just said something? Probably, yeah, 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 of course. Okay. Yeah, because of course I'm being stupid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's really cool. You just started releasing that one with Right, yeah. High. Yeah. So, um, you're, so now the contact high has happened. You've had this, like, crazy-ass dope career, and you're just like, whatever, man. I just, like, take photos. It's just I do I take that's what I, I do. know. That's, that's why I really like I you. I am camera. You are camera. Yeah. <laughs> you just do yeah, your thing. Whatever. Yeah. So you took the um after so what happened after that after he died? Like you had the, the photograph. Well, I was in Paris. And oh, you were? Somebody sent me pictures that people had pasted up that picture. And it went along viral. On the root of the well, there viral. was no viral. Right, viral before viral. Yeah, they and then people were sending me the pictures. And then when I was in Paris, somebody did the same thing. They put the they pasted a bunch of pictures oh, of him shit. in the crown, like all over the place. Really? Yeah. So you saw your work like immediately. Yeah. I saw, yeah so I the day that he died, the you like woke from. up. Yeah, and I saw wondered his where work. they got the photo from. They must have the magazine people must have gave it out or something. So you shot it for? I can't. I think I originally did it for rap pages with uh-huh. Rob Marriott. Hey, Rob. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I heard Dream came up with the whole idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know who that is. I know that you came. Up. You know I know you. <laughs> I don't know her though. Yeah, I've heard. She was my inspiration. Her. I've been told. Well, no, but you were. It's your photograph. It was your idea. So no shit. I'm sure a lot of people were gonna I'm be actually, like, oh, I fucking do. Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. Like, yeah, but um, you're the one actually suing people for copyright infringement. So I go with that. You know. So you were in Paris. Damn. Yeah, yeah I traveled around. And stuff at that time, especially, yeah. Where have so, you seen your work besides Paris? I used to work all over the place. Well, like where in England and Paris and other so parts you see of your work the world. In England and you stuff? saw my pictures all over the world. Why are you asking me these crazy questions? I don't know. There's a it's you an interview. I ask you questions. Refugee camps and all kinds of stuff. You were taking pictures where in refugee camps? You never saw those pictures. Um. Well, this is a radio show, so I'm going to ask you questions that maybe. 
other people might not know. I'm going to interview <laughs> So there'll be some things that I know, and I'm yes, going to ask I you. Did. Yes, <laughs> You took photos in refugee camps. I took photos everywhere. I've done all kinds of different like things. Like what? What else? Portraits. Uh, oh, fuck I, it. I, Just skip this part. It's no, fine. but I'm saying I told, I've told. i already told you this. Okay. You better so, get off my back. You get off my back. You know, like I've done all kinds of work. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you okay? So you had the Biggie Smalls photograph come out, and then you came back to New York, and what was that like? Like, because it, it was everywhere. He died. I mean, yeah. I wasn't. Ha- I mean, I didn't think about it from my point of view. Right. And then the photo wasn't as big instantly. It took time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been twenty years now. Mm-hmm. At first, it, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't like it just became that over time. I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like that immediately. It was the one that I saw, I think, because I, yeah, when Big Dad was like in the eighth grade, and I think it was the one that, that we saw was. Yeah, well, but, yeah. So well, it was like super timely. Well, yeah, I guess because it was the last photo of him taken in a studio is one thing. And he left your studio and went to, to go LA. to the airport, yeah. Yeah. And Puffy was there and was like, don't go. Yeah. He didn't want him to go. You know? But he went. Well, because they had all that stupid East Coast, West Coast shit they made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucking sucks. Yeah, no shit. It's it so crazy. Like, it wasn't like Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder were fucking trying to kill each other. No shit. Yeah. You know. I know. It wasn't like Barry White was trying to fucking off Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah. You know, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, that shit was really stupid. Yeah, but you know, look at these. You know, they were everything. Well, everybody was singing about peace and love and unity, and then they made it into gangster bullshit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it wasn't by accident. What? Yeah, like, what? Because I don't even... I guess I was like... It was the 90s when that transition happened. Sure, yeah. It was the early 90s because it was all like... It was all like unity. Unity, U-N-I-T-Y, yeah, you know. Yeah, and people used to brag, but they bragged about like, you know, tip, you know, silly shit. Yeah. Know? When, then, when would, what was the record you think that... That switched NWA, mostly probably. Yeah. But I mean, I think that at first rap, it was very lighthearted. And then you, mm-hmm. the, I think I would say the first record, like that was the message, mm-hmm. was when, you know, then it was like, you know, super ghetto shit, you know. Yeah. You know, when it becomes like, you know, social work, you know, they always do that to shit. It becomes sociology. You know. <laughs> now it's like n- well, nursery now rhymes. It's just, now it's just a bunch of menstrual gangsters. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Oh, it's been ridiculous for a while. I mean, like even just NWA, like when they kept the shit, it was ridiculous. Like, yeah. what'd they say, like a nigga a thousand times on their album or something insane like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like when comedians swear, it's, you know, the... The ones they're emulating, they weren't just swearing to swear. Talking to the mic. Oh, they're not. They weren't swearing to swear. You know, it, it was, was part of the their comedy. Now people, you know, then you had a group of people who came up behind them and they just swear and think that that's funny, mm-hmm. but it's not really. Right. You know, it's the same thing. It's just that black people do such great music, even when they do shit, people like it. You know. Yeah. Basically, so. It doesn't matter. You can fucking be about, you know, half these songs. Like you were saying, they're like fucking nursery rhymes. They mm-hmm. literally are saying nursery rhymes in them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just, it just got, you know, 
maybe some new music will come along. It's a, it's about time. Yeah, well, <clears throat> adult contemporary hip hop. That's what I think it was. Pete Rock. I well, want to say it was Pete Rock. That won't be new though. Well, but it was like in response. Like somebody was like, <coughs> I just want to listen <coughs> to hip hop, but not nursery rhymes and not just like kill well, yeah, bitches. sure, bitches and hoes. <coughs> they were always old. dumb records, <coughs> but it just seems like that's all there is. I mean, it's not. It's well, that's all what's about, getting played. It's just about right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's what people hear. Yeah. Yeah, sure. People listen to other stuff, but that's yeah. the stuff you're gonna hear the most. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. And yeah. they play the same fucking second seven records on the radio, mm-hmm. so you're gonna hear them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's some really cool shit too. Like, um, well, yeah. There's well, always listen, Anderson cool. Pox new shit is. There's always beautiful. cool music at the same time. Yeah. Definitely. Childish Gambino. Anyway, let's move on. So, um, you released the contact sheets. When did you start releasing them? Oh, I just released it for Vicky. Just I, for Vicky? Yeah, I didn't. It has never. No one ever saw the contact sheet oh. before. But she called me because she didn't think I would give it to her. But she's super nice and she did a really great job. So yeah, yeah. I gave it to her. Yeah, she did a great job. That's the first time they have been shown. That's yeah, so fucking I did cool. it just for her. Yeah, for the book. <laughs> That's yeah, so cool. it was. No one's ever seen those contact sheets. Yeah, for contact. outside of like art directors or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just like no one saw the smiley one. Yeah. Until you did it, the release with Russ? Yeah, when me and Russ did it, a t-shirt of a long time ago. But I don't know if people remember. You know, we sold them all, but yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if people remember it from that. That's about the time I met you when you did that. No. Well, yeah, I yeah. guess that might be true, yeah. Well, I think that, well, you might have, you guys probably have been working on it before yeah, I met you. Yeah, we because, had some left, but yeah. Yeah. We had done it, yeah. I have one. I don't even have one. Well, I have yours. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was really cool. So how long have you worked with Vicky? That's how I've been What do you mean, how it. long have I worked with So you oh, Just for this project. Oh, okay. So I, I thought you... I didn't know her before. Oh, you didn't? Oh. She oh. called me up. Yeah. I thought you guys had worked together in the past no, before. No, I didn't know her at all. Cool. Yeah, That's she called stuff. me up because she was, t- she was saying I w- she d- thought I wouldn't give her the contact sheet. Mm-hmm. So she was like, fuck it, I'll ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What made you do it with this project? I don't know. I just like her. She just seems like she's just a nice person. She seemed like she was doing. She cared. Like she was into it. Yeah. Yeah, and she turned out really well. Yeah. So it's I a was right. Bestseller. Shit. I was right. <laughs> you were right. That's right. That shit is everywhere. That's because she really cares. Yeah. No, it's really cool. So, um, who are some of the other photographers in the book? Oh my God, there's lots of them. Ernie Pinnacoli. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many people. You know, like who else? Like Danny Simmons. It was Jamil. Like, there's uh, so many of the, uh, yeah. so many of the people. And so, were they releasing un like showing unreleased contact sheets? Is this I think, all? I'm not sure. Some mm-hmm. well, they use most of the contact sheets are from they're from a shoot that everyone knows. Okay. You know when they saw the final one. That's the premise yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically, I mean, I'm they, I, I'm there are some definitely ones that no one had seen before. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a shit. And it was released last year. Yeah, ba- like yeah. Christmas, basically. Yeah, around Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. No, it's really beautiful. It's really yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's a great show. book. Yes. Yeah, and now it's going to be a show. And the show's going to travel. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's going from the Annenberg to somewhere else. I don't oh. know if they've decided. I don't, I don't know where it's going. Okay. But that's what they say, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't know that you just released the book with uh, the contact sheets for Vicky. That's really cool. So it's going to be at the Annenberg Center from the April The Annenberg 20- Center uh-huh. for Photography in Los Angeles. Very fancy. And then they're doing a documentary <laughs> as well? Yeah, they do different things for the show, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like they interviewed some of the photographers, all that. Mm-hmm. Made a film. Did a bunch of stuff. Okay. You seen the film yet? 
No. We'll see it on Thursday. Yeah. On my birthday. I don't celebrate birthdays. You're going to celebrate this one. I'm a Jehovah's Witness. No, you're not. Okay. Well, that's really cool. I can't wait to see it. The book is really dope. I can't wait to see the film and everything and to see where it goes. You were speaking at the Smithsonian last November, which is really phenomenal. And maybe you'll have your work there, too, which it should be. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, your work is really dope. It's a pleasure to to get to be so close with you and your work. Even though you roll your, roll your eyes and light your cigarette. <laughs> do you yeah. have any more questions? Yeah. So, what do you want to do now? <laughs> I got a mean? lot of questions. What do you want to like? So now, what what's next? Like, you're you have had this. You have this great career. You can do what the fuck you want. What do you want to do? Live. I don't know what I want to do. Just do it. Yeah. I don't think about it that much. Mm-hmm. Just keep taking photos? Yeah, I'll probably keep, keep taking photos. You going to make a movie? No. <laughs> okay. No, I don't know what I'll do. Who knows? Okay. I might become a shoe designer. Really? Yeah. If you did, I might become make a sure shoe you designer. make being big feet shoes for no, me. No, only for little tiny women <laughs> with little bound feet. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Do people still buying feet? They will when I stop Ooh. making shoes. Oh, that'll be so. My foot hurts thinking about it. That's crazy. So, do you know a lot of the photographers in the book, or like you yeah, guys are course. all just meeting? No, I know lots of them. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Who's you your know favorite I photographer? Them. I don't have me. I'm my favorite. Besides you, you're my favorite photographer too. I don't have one. I mean, I used to like Richard Avedon, like Irving Penn, mm-hmm. like Gordon Parks. I used to like Guy Bourdain, and, mm-hmm. and what's the other guy? Jean Luc Cif. I don't know if I probably ain't saying his name right. And lots of I used to like, uh, what's the Mexican photographer? His last name is Bravo. Bravo. Manuel Bravo. I used to like, there's lots of them. Uh, like, even like people like Albert Watson, Helmet. I mean, um, who's the one I used to really like? I'd like Nick, Nick Knight, I used to like a lot. And um, who's the one I really used to like a lot? Uh, Paulo Reversi. Mm-hmm. I used to really like Paulo Reversi. It's people like that. They're, I mean, they're still around, they're not dead. Mm-hmm. But I don't have one favorite anything. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, but those are some of your. Yeah. Some of your favorites. Those are people I like that work. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then I like a lot of photos that are anonymous too. Like some of my favorite photos, nobody knows who took them. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have a book of anonymous photos. Some of them are amazing. Oh, how do they find those? They just I guess find they them? just find them and they don't know who they are. Oh, and maybe they're dead or they don't ever no, see No, they're the book. dead. These photos are from like, the, you know, the 1800s okay. and stuff like that. Well, back when you were born, right? Yeah, because I, I was born in the 1800s. <laughs> totally. I know. Oh, that's crazy. No, that, that's really, uh, it's really amazing that you've come so far. Like, do you have any, any story that, like, you wanted to get this thing and it didn't happen or like any good rejection story? Why are you talking so loud? Am I talking loud? I got these headphones on. <laughs> I don't fuck? fucking know. What are you screaming? Am I screaming? Why are you screaming at I'm sorry. me? Sorry. <laughs> you said, what did you say? You're going to get rejection stories. It's your career. I've never been rejected. No? And I look down on those who have been. <laughs> oh, my bad. I came on this I show got rejected this week. just to see which losers were going to be here at the <laughs> just studio. Just me. <laughs> just me. <laughs> no. Well, when you do commercial photography, part of your, like, probably. 90% of your j- shit is rejection. Yeah. 
Yeah, you just don't care after a while. Yeah. Because you can't do everything anyway, and there's other people who have to work too. Well, you know, yeah. you can't do everything. Like, and their pictures are beautiful too. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just try to get your share or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And everybody doesn't want to be do the same. Some people want to be, you know, the biggest photographer. You know, they all, everybody has different reasons they do photography. I've been taking photos since I was 10, so it's just normal. Yeah. It's just something that you wrote. Right, yeah. 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 I like it. It's good to have a skill. Yeah, you're very motherfucking skilled at it. So you told me this great story, though, like, because you've been my champion. You're, like, my personal cheerleader. (laughs) But the man cheerleader, though. You know, the one at the base that throws the girls up. (laughs) The man leader. No, you have been, like, a champion and stuff. You always, like, I really appreciate you. You always encourage me. You back me up. Anything I'm trying to do, you're like, yeah, do it. And then you really help me, and I fucking appreciate it. And one of the things that you told me, I guess it's just different now because I'm applying. I'm, like, sending my fucking resume or my EPK, which I put together. I redid my CV. I redid it yesterday. CV. Yeah, I redid. Like, I put, you know, I make, I send, like. We used to call those resumes. Resume. They're called CV. So, resume. We're not in Europe. Well, the resume, resume, and I've been sending that shit out, and I get some stuff, but, you know, before you can, like, call them on the phone. Sure, but they wouldn't always answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, they wouldn't always answer. It's, I'm sure, it might be a little harder, because there's probably a lot less work, is one thing, because, you know, there's not as many magazines, almost so much stuff has went online. Right. And then, yeah, like, I, you know... There, you know, there's not as much upward mobility in America as people think anymore. Yeah. It's becoming a lot more like Europe. Mm-hmm. So, but you have this really great story about, like, calling the New York Times Oh, magazine. I called Kathy Ryan from the payphone at lunchtime. Sure. And I was like, oh, can I show you my photos? And she was like, no, you know, we have portfolio reviews on, you know, whatever day they had them on, you know. And then I was like, look, lady, I'm downstairs. Can I just come right now? And she said, yeah. She let me come upstairs, yeah. And then she gave me a job like two days later, I remember. Nice. You remember yeah, the job? Yeah, she was cool. Yeah, it was some cabaret singer woman. I can't remember her name mm-hmm. anymore. She was actually really nice, too. She was like singing at a hotel somewhere in New York. You oh, know, okay. Kind of like jazz or, you know, tunes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember her name. It's so funny. But yeah. And then the second one was Bill T. Bill T. Jones was the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the first two I remember them. You shot like Philip Glass. Oh yeah, I've done Philip Glass. Spike Lee. Yeah, Spike. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Denzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, <laughs> Constance Patton. Oh god. And all the artists. Right. And who else? Lots of people. Okay, there's lots of people. Morgan Freeman? No, I never shot Morgan Freeman, no. Uh-uh. Danny Glover? Yeah, I shot Danny Glover. Uh, well, hip, Jay-Z. Yeah. Nas, DMX, yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, You shot Beyonce? No. But you were with her. Well, I have pictures of her, but I wasn't sent to. I was there in Nigeria doing, I was really shooting Jay-Z. She was okay. there. So you were shooting Jay Z when you went on tour with them. I remember when they went to they Africa. Went on, yeah, they went you to were the, their photographer. Nigeria. No, I went with uh, somebody hired me to go. You know. Okay. And then pictures. you went with them. Yeah. And then you have the great photograph of Jay Z on the camel. <laughs> oh no, no, he's on a horse. <laughs> oh, he's on a horse. Yeah, riding around the mosque and uh, 
Uh, the, it's the oldest mosque in Nigeria. Yeah. Wow, God, what is it called? Kano, Kano. I think it was called Kano. So, uh, are, are those released? Yeah, but they've been, people have seen them, but people don't, I, you know, I don't think people like them because, you know, there's hesitation because he's, you know, in a mosque and shit like Why that. Why do they care? He looks dope. Well, you know, people care about all kinds of things they shouldn't care about. Yeah, I mean, it's a fucking cool photo. Because you, yeah, it was on a shirt. When I first met you, you gave me a shirt that was that, was that image. And then, was it A-Life or something? Oh, I can't remember. It was some collaboration you did with one of these, one of these hip-hoppy type of things. Yeah, I remember Alex Corcoran said that... Um, after Biggie died, that you ran up, that you came to the store and you had the photograph with the crown. Oh, yeah. They were all like, like uh, at the oh, Supreme right. store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to hang out with those guys at Supreme. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool stuff. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see where your work goes next. Um, besides the anniversary, you got shows coming up? I mean, I have. I mean, I'm supposed to do some stuff at Art Basel in Switzerland. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I have things that I'm going to do. I mean, I'm just kind of finished an archive, and so now mm -hmm. it's probably, you know, I kind of want to show more. Mm -hmm. So I can show, you know, you know, my work over time. I have a lot of work yeah. that no one's ever seen, you know, mm -hmm. lots of it. So you're going to start showing it? Yeah, I have to start showing it, you know, so people see who influenced who. Mm -hmm. Instead of people <laughs> telling me that people influenced me that I'm older than. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that must be amazing. Well, you've had an amazing career. Thanks for sharing your work with all of us. It's not a career. It's a life. You've had an amazing life. My life isn't a career. Well, both, though. My life is my life. Thanks for sharing your life with it's us. It's my life. <laughs> help me. Oh, shut the fuck up. Help me. Can't nobody help you. All right. All right thank you. you I love you. Too. Thanks for coming on here. You're my bestie. You're my second favorite person in the world. You're my second favorite person in the world, too. After everybody else. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Okay. All right. Right on, bro. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Yeah. To another episode of Fucking Rejects. Yeah. You're fucking Rejects. I'm not a reject. This is absurd that I'm even here. No, 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 no,
reject 